Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm your host, Ted Rico, and uh, normally alongside, uh, right uh, from the get-go with me, is, of course, uh, uh, my co-host, LPGA professional and Legends Tour player, Cindy Miller, but uh, she's going to be a little bit delayed starting here this morning. Of course, she just got back uh, from the French Lick Resort in Indiana, uh, trying to uh, get into the uh, senior LPGA uh, championship that was held, uh, that's being held there. And uh, she's going to give us a little bit of an update on, on how that went and uh, just some other uh, things as well. But uh, she's going to be running a little bit late, got in very late last night. And then, uh, as I understood from her uh, email to me, that she's uh, heading to Orlando. So she's on her way, uh, I believe, on a flight uh, or getting ready to, to go to a flight there. So she'll be a little bit late uh, joining the program this morning, but uh, not to worry. Uh, but I want to welcome all of you for joining us here on the Women of Golf Show each and every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And uh, quickest way to find us, of course, is go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or just simply type women of golf up in the search key and you can listen to the live broadcasts which air 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern uh, every Tuesday unless uh, we indicate otherwise. Uh, and for those of you that are not able to uh, join us on uh, the live broadcast or join us during the live broadcast on Tuesday mornings, uh, not to worry, just visit that link and uh, scroll down to the on-demand section, and you'll see all of the previously aired broadcasts there uh, in their entirety, as, of course, all the shows are, are previously recorded and uh, there for your convenience. So uh, just simply scroll down there through the on-demand section and find the one that you missed, or maybe listen to ones that you've listened before and, and uh, just want to refresh your memory with some of the, the uh, on-air talent that we've had here uh, over the last several years. Um, also, for those of you that... Uh, maybe are interested in listening through iTunes or Stitcher.com. It's, of course, the program is available there. So just go to iTunes.com or Stitcher.com. And again, just type in Women of Golf uh, in the search key, and uh, you will find us there as well for those of you that like to listen on those platforms. Um, But we're glad that for those of you that did that uh, are joining us this morning here on the program. A little bit later in the show, uh, we're going to be joined by Gia Bakra uh, Liskey. She's a a Class A LPGA uh, teacher professional and founder of Golf Experiences for her. She's going to be joining us in the second half of the show. Uh, And as I mentioned, uh, when Cindy uh, does come on board, we're going to talk a little bit about her experience uh, and on her run for a spot in the inaugural Senior LPGA Championship uh, that is being held at French Lick Resort in French Lick, Indiana. uh, I've not been there, but uh, as I understand from both Cindy and and other guests that have been on the show that have played there, that it's a phenomenal course, uh, very, very challenging up there. Um, but uh, so I'm sure it, it's uh, going to be presenting uh, some uh, interesting challenges, to, to say the least, for some of the senior uh, LPJ uh, members there. Um, but anyways, what I thought I would do in the meantime, also let me just uh, very quickly before I forget, um, for those of you who want to uh, call in anytime during the live broadcast, you're welcome to do so. The number is area code 347-945-5855. And for those of you that maybe have comments or questions about the show, uh, or maybe you're somebody in the golf profession and uh, you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can do so uh, by reaching out to either Cindy or I. My email is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And Cindy's, of course, is cindy at cindymillergolf.com. Um, what I was going to say is um, for those of you that uh, want to tune into my other program, Golf Talk Live, that airs Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Central. Uh, here on the blogtalkradio.com network or 7 to 9 uh, p.m. Eastern uh, for those of you uh, right out on the East Coast. Uh, Again, same way to to find me, go to blogtalkradio.com and instead of uh, typing in Women of Golf, type in Golf Talk Live. Uh, What's interesting and unique about that show, of course, it's a a generally based golf program 
We usually start out uh, with a great round of Coach's Corner, uh, which is a panel discussion uh, where I uh, host a number of uh, highly talented golf professionals from all over the United States and abroad. And uh, each week we have a different topic or sometimes a couple of topics um, that we'll tackle and uh, we'll try to see what, uh, what some of the options are. And in some cases it might be just a conversation. Other times it might be information that we hope will help you guys out there um, work through uh, some of the difficulties or struggles that you might be having with your game. So make sure you tune for that. And then also in the second half of the show uh, is normally where I do my uh, guest interviews and had a lot of great guests. Now, just a, a quick note, this Thursday, which is July 13th, I will not be having a show uh, as I will be mid-flight on my way to New York. I'm going to New York for a few days uh, rest, if you will. Uh, from what, I'm not sure, but uh, I'll be taking a rest up in New York. Uh, my uh, partner, Carol, and I are going to be uh, heading up there uh, for a few days. It's her birthday this weekend, so we're going to head to New York for the weekend, and, and uh, a long weekend, rather, but uh, nevertheless, uh, have, a, have a good time. Um, but uh, anyways, again, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Now, a, a couple uh, just quick notes while I uh, wait for Cindy to come on board here. She might be a few more minutes yet. Um, just want to bring uh, to your attention a couple of things. Uh, this past Thursday, which was July 6th, on Golf Talk Live, my Thursday evening show, had a great interview, for those of you that maybe didn't pick it up, uh, um, with Michael Vaughn. He's the uh, sales manager at the PGA Tour uh, headquarters and uh, also the 2017 President's Cup as well. And uh, really great interview. Now, what's interesting about Michael is Michael uh, played for several years throughout uh, a number of uh, mini tours throughout the United States and uh was uh, I guess had his quest for his card that didn't quite make it to the PGA Tour, but uh, had an opportunity to play with some great players uh, and share some very interesting stories last Thursday. So if you didn't uh, happen to get that, uh, go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live, or as I mentioned before, just type in golf talk live and up in the uh, search key and just scroll down to the on demand section. And that will be last week's show. Um, so, for those of you that didn't get a chance to listen to it, it was a very uh, interesting interview, uh, shared a lot of uh, good information, and um, talked a little bit about the, uh, the 2017 uh, President's Cup that's going to be coming up this fall. Uh, the dates are September 26th to October 1st. Uh, he's going to be, of course, present there, and he's still working on getting a few last-minute sponsors there. So um, if you want to learn more about that, go to uh, presidentscup.com. That's presidentscup.com. And uh, if you're interested in getting tickets, there's going to be very limited access to this as uh, the golf course up in New Jersey that it's uh, being played at uh, has very limited capacity as far as uh, fans are concerned. Uh, normally, they try to get 50,000 a day. Uh, I think that number is going to be somewhere around 25, maybe 30 at, at best, uh, if I recall the conversation. So um, there are still some uh, tickets available. So if you're interested in, in uh, attending the event in, uh, in September, uh, by all means, go to presidentscup.com for that. Um, what I thought I'd also do here this morning, as I said, while I'm waiting for Cindy to, to come on board here, is uh, over the last several years, uh, I don't have all of them here uh, in front of me, but I've got quite a few of them here. And I thought I would just read out uh, some of the great books that have been sent to, to me over the last several years. Uh, a lot of them, of course, uh, were guests that were on Golf Talk Live, um, but there were a number of them as well that were uh, guests with Cindy and I here uh, on the Women of Golf show. So I just wanted to read out a few of them because they're very, very good uh, books. And uh, if you're interested in getting copies of them, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, primarily most of them you can get uh, on Amazon.com. is is probably the premier uh, spot now for, for most people launching their books. It's just a very easy uh, venue, if you will, for uh, or, or method for, for people getting uh, and ordering books. But uh, I'm just going to read out a few of them and uh, read out to you also uh, who uh, authored the books. Uh, one of the first books here I've got in my hand is called The Missing Link. It's the powerful role of self-talk uh, in the mind game of golf. Uh, and it was uh, uh, put together by Alicia Larson. Uh, she's a Class A LPGA professional. Uh, she's been on both uh, the Women of Golf and also with me uh, alone on Golf Talk Live. Uh, very, very good book. Talks uh, really about the, the uh, again, it's in its title, the powerful role of self-talk and just how important uh, that can be. Uh, a lot of you golfers out there, I know you're struggling with your game and you get out there and it's very difficult to have a positive mindset sometimes. Uh, this is a great book to get. So go to Amazon.com and you can get your 
hot little hands on a copy. It's called The Missing Link, uh, The Powerful Role of Self-Talk in the Mind Game of Golf. Uh, I believe if you just type in The Missing Link and Alicia Larson, and it's uh, Alicia is A-L-E-C-I-A, uh, Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N. Uh, I think that should uh, bring that up. Um, and it's a, it's a great book. The uh, Ford was written by Shad uh, Helmstetter. He's a PhD. Uh, he wrote the Ford in her book. Uh, very, very interesting book, to say the least. Uh, another one as well uh, that we actually uh, – I had on uh, my show Golf Talk Live with me was uh, a book called Back on Course, uh, Drive Business Performance Through Golf. And this is really a great uh, – for those of you that, that maybe have your own business or are in the business world uh, and are thought about maybe incorporating golf uh, in, in part of your, your business life, um, this was written by uh, Connie Charles. And Dave Bisbee, of course, have been guests on Golf Talk Live with me. Uh, Ford was by Bill Hughes, who's a master professional and PGA of America and general manager at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, it's a great book. I strongly recommend that uh, you get a copy of that. And again, I believe it's available through uh, Amazon.com. Uh, another great book that uh, was on uh, my show was called Golf is My Life, Glorifying God Through the Game. And this was written uh, and edited by... Uh, uh, sorry, it was written by John Decker and edited actually by Pete McDaniel, uh, a former senior writer for the Golf uh, Digest. Um, and uh, John has also been on uh, not only as a guest on Golf Talk Live, but has uh, become this year a featured um, guest on the Coach's Corner panel on Thursday nights. Uh, he's been a regular guest uh, each month. He's been coming back. And, uh, of course, he is a, a golf instructor as well as an author and, and motivational speaker. Uh, and he's currently touring around uh, parts. I think he's up and around, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's up in uh, Carolina, North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, was the last I uh, remember seeing him, but uh, doing this book tour right now, uh, moving quite a few copies of this book. It's very, very good, very well written. Uh, I strongly recommend it. And again, uh, I believe it's available at a number of different bookstores, but I believe you can also just go to uh, Amazon.com to uh, to get a copy of it there. Um also, another gentleman that's been on the um, Coach's Corner panel uh, as a regular uh, guest is uh, Brandon Stukesbury. Uh, he's a PGA professional at Macon, Georgia, and uh, at the Idle Hour uh, Golf Club there. And it's called The Wedge Book, uh, an owner's manual for your short game. Uh, very well-written book. Uh, not a huge book, not uh, overly thick, but a lot of great information there. Uh, Brandon, of course, is a uh, great uh, golf professional and a master at the short game particularly with the wedge game. Uh, and he's going to be coming out this fall, as he mentioned uh, on one of the shows uh, back a little while ago. Uh, the putter book is going to be coming out uh, here in uh, the fall sometime. I'm not sure the exact date. He said he'd let me know, uh, but that's a great book as well. Let me just bring on Cindy, of course. Cindy's uh, here with us now, so let me just uh, bring her on the show. Good morning. Welcome, my dear. How are... <laughs> Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Cindy, I was just reading out, uh, I don't know if uh, you were able to, to listen to anything or that, but I was just reading out a few books that um, uh, that have been on the show. Um, a lot of them, of course, have been on with me on Golf Talk Live, but there were a few that were uh, here with us and that. But I'm going to stop that now and, and, and stop boring everybody to death and uh, welcome you back, of course. And, and before we bring on our guest here in a little while, we've got some time left still this morning to talk about uh, your experience at French Lick. Uh, uh, your run at the uh, the senior LPJ championship and its force it was the inaugural uh, uh, senior LPJ championship. So first off, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience there, and um, and then we'll go from there. Well, the course hasn't changed. <laughs> it still haunts people, and if you look at the scores from yesterday's round, you will conclude that with me. Um, but it's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful, and it really is magical. And the people are just amazing. So you're kind of lured, and this golf course is kind of like a demon that says, just bring it. Try to try to tame me. And the only one that tamed it yesterday was Trish Johnson and Carolyn Hill. And Carolyn is my buddy. And, um, in fact, they played a practice round with her uh, the day before, Sunday, before the first round. And she's still got the same beautiful golf swing she had when we were in college on the same golf team at the University of Miami. And she shot 71 right. yesterday. And Trish Johnson shot wow. five under. So you want to say, okay, 
where did she play? <laughs> anyway, yeah. so it's just absolutely beautiful. If you don't trust where you're aiming and what you're doing, don't bother playing. And even if yeah. you do, what happens is when you hit a shot into the green in the wrong spot, it ricochets into mm. la-la land. And so, <laughs> and then you're dead and you've committed murder on your on yourself. So it's just, you know, a lot of people shot 80. To be honest with you, I don't have the computer up because I'm driving again. I'm like the road warrior. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think 74 is in the top 10. Wow. Yeah. Well, I remember, Cindy, that you – yeah, I remember that you, you said um, when we had uh, – um, I believe it was Brendan Sweeney from uh, French Lick on the show. Uh, we were talking about the course itself, and you said that you know there are a lot of, uh, to say the least, some hills and valleys, uh, and that's just in the greens. That's not even in the fairway. So it's a very challenging course. Um, let me ask you something. I, I want to talk a little bit about, well, we've got time here still, uh, about the course setup. Um, I know Brennan talked a little bit about that. And what was your strategy, uh, if, if, if you had a specific strategy uh, going into this event to, to try and make a run at it? Well, you need to know where to miss it. And then you need to be able to hit it there. <laughs> and that's probably the two biggest things. And, and I've played it a lot. And I don't hit the ball well enough to miss it where I want to miss it. And that's the issue. So I played, uh, I ended up being first alternate and no one withdrew and um, nobody got sick. And I felt like I shouldn't really try to take somebody out. So I didn't get to play. And I'm sad about that. On the other hand, right. I did get to practice an awful lot. I played 27 holes a day uh, leading up to it. And, and I'm mm. grateful that I had the time to practice and see everybody. And I'm hoping that next year I'll be able to play. But you have to know where to miss it. And, and then you have to be able to get it up. And it's just so demanding. And if, if our listeners are able to, it will be on the Golf Channel Live this afternoon and tomorrow from 4 okay. to 6 p.m. And you can see. I mean, again, I, I had to wait till the last tee time teed off yesterday till. From uh, I had to be there at seven, and I waited until one fifteen, and I got in the car and drove ten hours home. Um, so mm. I did not get to watch it at all last night. But I must tell you, Alan said that you could see on eighteen. They did move the tees up. Carolyn told me that she was able to reach eighteen and two, which would have been unheard of the last few years because they wow. never played the tee that far up. So I believe what they'll do. The LPGA Tour officials will move those tees way up today because. It just yeah. doesn't look good when two thirds of the field shoot eighty and above. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? It, realistically, when you're playing on a tough golf course like that, um, you know you you've got to find a way of balancing it out a little bit. If it if it becomes too, you know, everybody always says, well, you know, they're pros, they, they you know they can handle it, um, and that's true to a certain degree. They can certainly maybe handle it better than most out there. Uh, but at the same time, it has to be a fair competition. So I think that's smart uh, on, on the officials' part to to make that change. Uh, and hopefully, though, I'm well, sure they'll the end up doing thing, that, as you said. The cart, we can take a cart, and only one person can ride, either the caddy or the player. And the cart paths, getting on and off the paths, are so severe that one of the caddies in our group says people break their legs, their ankles, and their arms, and their wrists, and flip carts over weekly there. Wow. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's scary. I <laughs> thought I was going to flip the cart over. You just wow. you have to be very, very careful. So, again, yeah, my so hope was some of these yeah. really, really <laughs> old people would, would want to withdraw, but nobody did. But I bet they wish they would have now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in other words, it might be better to, to, to ride a mountain goat or something to uh, to get yourself around there. Um, no, it's a fantastic course, and, and obviously it uh, uh, has challenges not only on the golf course, but just getting around the golf course can be a challenge in itself. Um, let me ask you, a, 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 I guess, a simple question. In your mind, do you, uh, Cindy, do you feel 
um, that you were as prepared as you needed to be? I mean, obviously, you you, you know you indicated some areas that um, that that give you trouble and that. But do you feel in your mind that uh, you were as prepared as you could be to go into this event? For what I do for a living, okay, one of the girls there said she'd been playing 54 holes a day in the heat in Palm Springs to prepare to play. And I thought, well, isn't that nice? Because I'm given 60 or 70 golf lessons a week. So in that respect, no, because I have a real job. On the other hand, was I as prepared as I could have been for all the other things that I do? Yes. And, and I must tell you that I was lucky enough yesterday to see Sandra Haney, who we need to get as a guest on our show. And she, okay. she's like the calm whisperer, like Kathy Whitworth is. And, and I said, I told her a couple things I was thinking, and, and she really helped me out. She's just awesome. And I, I believe it was a blessing that I was there for a week, trapped like a rat, I couldn't do anything. I did everything I could to get into the tournament, and I didn't. Right. I wasn't able to play. And so, again, like I said, I hit balls, I chipped, I putted, I hit sand shots. I, I played 27 holes a day. I played with people. I played by myself. I did everything I possibly could have, and I left there feeling really good about me and my game. So I have no regrets other than the fact I wish I would have been able to play, but but – don't think I'm quitting because I'm not. Right. So that le- actually, that's a perfect lead into this to this question. Then, um, Cindy, is what about your game? Did you take away from your experience at French Lake? What was it? Um, what was some of the energy? Uh, you pointed out just a minute ago some of it, but uh, overall, what what did you take away from that experience? Well. I played a practice round Sunday with Myra Blackwelder and Carolyn Hill. And Myra has not played in a tournament in years. And Carolyn plays three tournaments a year. And everybody has other jobs. And and they played on the tour for a long time, which I did not. I only played for three years. So I've been working for a long time. And I was never as good as they were. Okay? So I'm always seeking to find out how I can improve. I am always willing to look in the mirror and see some things about myself that I may not want to see. And, and what, I, what I witnessed and observed is they are not thinking about their golf swing at all. And they, they know what their golf swing is. And they just showed up and swung. Right. All of their strategy was, where should I hit this? And they didn't get upset if they missed it because they realized that, you know, realistic expectations again. So when I went out yesterday, I had to be there. I got there at 630 in the morning, and I had to sit there and wait all day long, you know, to hope that somebody withdrew. So I hit a lot of balls. And I thought, you know what, just swing. Just swing. Swing the way it feels good and don't think so much. And part of my weakness is because I'm such a high D personality driven, you know, competitive, Mm. working on things all the time. And and then I've got a little bit of the perfectionist in me. I'm really my own worst enemy. And it's not because I'm trying to mess up. It's because I'm trying to get better. So sometimes right. I'm looking for things that really aren't there. And, mm-hmm. and what I left with, it, it's funny because I was hitting balls, and one of my old caddies, Jerry Aiken, whose nickname is Speedway, and my nickname <laughs> when I was on tour, we had, remember the CB radios? Yes. Way back when? Yeah, 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 in your yep. car. Well, so I was the Buffalo Bomber, and he was Speedway. And we used to drive down, you know, from tournament to tournament, and we would talk on the CP. Hey, bomber, where are you, Bomber? Where's the Buffalo Bomber? <laughs> Buffalo Bomber here, and this is Speedway. And so it's so fun because he caddied for Sandra Palmer in the honors division the day before. Didn't have a, a player for the tournament. And I said, well, I don't have a caddy, and I didn't really want to pay for Alan to fly out to hope that I get in. 
So I said, well, why don't you hang out with me, and if I get in, I get in, and you can caddy. He said, okay, great. So I was standing there hitting balls, and I said, am I picking it up? And he goes, a little bit, sweep it back more. So I swept it back more, and I stood there hitting balls, and some guy walked up, and he goes, oh, my God, you're just hitting it so good. What time do you tee off? And I said, well, I don't have a tee time. You know, I'm an, I'm, I'm an alternate. And it, it just felt so good. And when Sandra came over and she said, it's awesome, shut up, it's fine. I'm like, okay, <laughs> good. She didn't quite say it that mean because she's calm, cold, right. collected. But so what I got was, you know what, my swing is okay. Let's just go swing. And so I'm very, very fortunate. I'm going to play um, the LPGA National Teaching Championship. I'm playing in the BJ's Charity Classic. I'm playing in the Regional Stroke Play Championship in uh, Daytona in November. And I am not dead yet. And I am really looking forward to me <laughs> being me. Whatever happens, right. happens. But I'm just thrilled. So that's what I learned. I learned that my golf swing's okay. You know, Cindy, I think what what's important, and, and you really touched on it a moment ago, you know, you have a, a specific personality. And I think one of the dangers of trying to change who you are sometimes can be, I think, more detrimental than working with what you have. Um, you know, it's much like the golf swing. Everybody's golf swing is different. I think one of the problems that we see is, you know, people trying to change their swing to match somebody else's swing because they think, well, that's going to bring them success. But it maybe doesn't work with their body style or their body type uh, as efficiently. And that just adds to the frustration. One thing I like about you, and, and I know it's frustrating, is that you know who you are. You're very confident about who you are. Uh, you know what your limitations are. You certainly strive to, uh, to improve in certain areas. But you don't try to change who you are as an individual in order to meet some other higher standard. Um, and I think that's important. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but I think maybe my downfall, and this is going to sound funny, is almost being too willing to see what's wrong when maybe there's right. nothing wrong. And and what do I mean by that? I've, And I think part of it is is being married to Alan and being, you know, him mm-hmm. being the second purest ball striker that was ever tested and me always trying to perfect. And it's almost like just it's okay. What you've got is fine. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Maybe what you've got is okay. You don't need to work on that. Maybe you need to work on feel or tempo. So when Carolyn got done yesterday, she was the first group off, and she shot one under par, and she was leader in the clubhouse. And so I said, you know, it really helped me playing a practice round with you guys because I've been on search and scan for 20 years, well, 40 years, really. But um, Right. And she said, Cindy, all I ever work on, I said, you don't even think about your swing, do you? And she said, no, all I work on is, is pace. I try to swing at 50%. I swing at 100%. I swing at 80% because I always want to swing at 80% because that's where my sweet spot is. And I'm like, okay. So it's not what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. And yeah. I think yeah, so- that, yeah, that is huge. And, so it's like, okay, I want to go play golf today. And and that's funny because you, I could be depressed and, oh, my God, you didn't get in. And if you're not going to watch, it's on the golf channel. You know, well, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> so, you know, and, and well, the demons could say, you suck, you're not good enough, and I'm not, no, I'm not going there. I'm going to work on what i right. got to do, and if it's only to satisfy my own personal quest, then that's the case. That's right. And, and when in doubt, Cindy, let's just blame it on Alan. Uh, it's his fault. So um, <laughs> all kidding aside, <laughs> Alan, if you're, Alan, if you're listening, I apologize. Only kidding. Um, no, all right, Cindy, uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I see uh, Gia's is uh, in the uh, ring, wings. Excuse me. So let me uh, just introduce her. We'll bring her on into the conversation as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, folks, our very special guest this morning with Cindy and I is Gia Bakra Liskey. Uh, she's a uh, Class A LPGA professional and founder of Golf Experiences for Her. 
And uh, here's just a little bit more background. Uh, she's been doing this for more than 20 years, teaching experience, uh, in beginning her eighth season as the teach professional at the Hamilton Farm Golf Club in Gladstone, New Jersey. Uh, so she's a northerner as well and has been noted as one of Golf Digest's best young teachers in America. Uh, her new venture, uh, golf experiences for her, Mary's learning the game of golf with high-end lifestyle events, creating a very uh, special and sophisticated day for women. Uh, her instruction has been featured in uh, some great uh, publications like uh, Golf for Women, Golf Fitness Magazine, Lynx Golf Week, and Jersey Golfer, and she's also uh, been featured in other numerous online resources. Additionally, uh, she's traveled the globe as host of several golf and lifestyle television programs. Uh, she has a unique perspective on the game and uh, all that surrounds it. Uh, her instructional approach is uh, biomechanical-based and clearly communicated, as she puts it, and uh, teaches her students to swing the golf club to the way their individual body does best. And uh, she's got a great personality, uh, which, of course, is needed in this industry because it helps relax uh, and uh, your, your clients and your students. So uh, without further hesitation, uh, Cindy, let's uh, bring out a very special guest this morning, uh, Gia Bakra-Liski. Good morning, Good my friend. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. How We're are doing you? very well. Good. Gia, let me ask you just Thank the obvious you. question first and foremost. Did I pronounce your name correctly? No, it's, you were so close. Good job. No, it, it's Boker Leapsy, but it's fine. You did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> I, I spent up half the night. I went online and I looked at that, so my apologies. Um, no, it's fine. Gee, let me just ask you first and foremost, uh, I think, um, just tell the folks a little bit how you got into the golf industry, what was some of the, uh, I guess, the um, things that led you to this business and golf in general. How did you start? Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because I didn't um, I wasn't a country club kid. I didn't play golf um, like a lot of the the women in the industry when they you know were five, six, seven years old. I started as a uh, teenager, fifteen, sixteen years old, and uh, I was a basketball player, planning on playing uh, playing uh, basketball in college, and uh, took some golf lessons with my brother um, from a really nice, um, talented golf professional in Florida, and. Um, kind of got hooked and he was really great with me he said you know what if you if you uh if you if you worked on it a little bit he goes I, I bet you we can get you to play in college and um sure enough he uh helped me um get into school get a, get a golf scholarship but I barely knew what I was doing I was uh you know kind of faking it around the course until just figuring it out and um got hooked up with um some really great local um golf professionals in New Jersey um, when I was 17, I started um, working at a country club, um, worked my summers um, through college, um, cleaned carts, filled divots, uh, cleaned balls, you know, picked a range, um, started teaching juniors when I was about 20, uh, 1920. Um, actually, I met Krista Dunton, who's a, a top female professional who Cindy knows really, really well, um, when I was 17. So she's been a, a good friend and a good uh, mentor. And... Um, you know, went to school to, for broadcast journalism and uh, ended up um, choosing to, uh, to teach. I found that I was a decent communicator. Um, I thought the golf thing was really interesting. I thought the game was really hard and challenging, and I wanted to figure out, um, you know, how to, how to become a better player, how to become a better teacher. I wasn't a, a great player in college. I really didn't know what I was doing, but um, I was intrigued and curious and, and wanted to learn more. Where did you go to yeah, school? Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. I, um, I uh, played two years uh, for South Alabama in Mobile, which is interesting because I'm from New Jersey, so going down south was a kind of an eye-opener in the early to mid-'90s. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I learned uh, – yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, I learned a lot, though. It was great. It was a, a Robert Trent Jones golf course. It was pretty new. It was on the trail. Um, it was uh, Magnolia Grove and um, – it was very challenging, I learned, and um, decided to, after two years, come home. Uh, it was just a little too different down there for me, and um, I walked on the Rutgers team, got a golf scholarship, and played for Rutgers for two years, and I had a ball at Rutgers. Great time. Uh, really, really uh, good experience. Yeah, uh, def- definitely different experience for sure. Um, and, and what, what's, what's kind of, yeah, what's kind of unique, um, Gia, is this that, um, you know, you said that, uh, you know, in, in your earlier comments that, um, you know, you weren't sort of the typical um, 
golfer that, you know, started at, you know, five, six, seven years old and, um, you know, playing at home, it was much later um, that you actually picked up the game or were introduced to the game. And most of the people in this industry uh, tend to, you know, have, whether their parents played or family members played and, and started very early on. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know how much of the earlier part of the conversation you picked up on with Cindy and I, but uh, of course, Cindy was at the French Lick Resort in Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, making a run at the Senior LPJ Championship. And towards the end of the conversation, you know, I wanted to ask her um, what she sort of took away from that experience. Um, I'm sure some of the students that you work with may play in, in various tournaments or um, maybe a club championship or maybe uh, on their high school team or college team. Um, what advice do you give them when they're preparing for that special event uh, leading up to that? What, what do you normally try to get in their mind and, and put in their mind before they, uh, they head out to play for whatever event it might be? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they you know, trained enough um, where they felt really comfortable and confident with what they were doing with their golf swing. Like Cindy said, that Myra Blackwalder never really thought about her golf swing. You know, I'm hoping that they had put the work in ahead of time so that they, when they did get on the golf course and they were ready to perform, that they um, could breathe a little and they could um, kind of pick a spot, swing at it, find it, and hit it again. Um, so, you know, I, I just talk to them, get them to relax a little bit, and, and hope um, give them enough confidence ahead of time that going into the events that they're, that they're prepared. Yeah, great, great advice. Um, now, also, one of the things that, that you do, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the business that you've, you've, you're doing now, but before we do that, I want to ask you another question. Um, you know, I, I scanned through your, your website here recently just to kind of look at some things to, to, to get some questions together for Cindy and I, and one of the things I noticed that, um, that you had talked about on there was that despite the fact that many of the, um, the golf clubs today, even though they have female professional staff, that you feel that in some ways they're, they're missing the boat a little bit. Um, what do you think clubs can do? Um, and we'll talk a little bit also a little bit later on with your uh, uh, business and how you're using that to, to incorporate that. But what are some things that, uh, just from what you've observed, that the courses and clubs could do to maybe better utilize their female professionals and not only in that respect, but also attract more female members and get them more engaged? Yeah, I think it's hard, Um, and it depends on what type of club you're at or resort or venue, Um, but I think it's hard sometimes to to get the women to want to come out because they, you know, they learn learn so differently just at the, the, you know, get-go. Where men will come out, they... um, they kind of follow their bodies around if they're learning the game for the first time or they, um, you know, they read a little bit, they watch golf on television, and they come out and they kind of just do it. Women, they want to feel empowered. They want to feel um, knowledgeable. They want information. And they don't want to feel stupid. So, you know, to get them out here, you, you have to have a nice, you know, first of all, you have to have a, a, a golf professional that's going to really – and I don't want to baby this at all for the women, but you have to handhold a little bit. You know, you, you really need them to get to know you. Like, I think um, what helps sometimes is that, you know, we talk about lots of other things on the, on, on the driving range. It's not just about the golf. So it's, it's getting them to relax, it's getting them to know you. So um, going back to your question, like, how do they – you know, I think they need to create programs um, that – allow women to not it, it, it can't just be about golf because it's golf is right. challenging and it is scary at, for some people and you have to be able to offer them other things um and other ways to kind of get to know the game does that make sense yeah no that's perfect um yeah i, I agree wholeheartedly and i think too and, and and this might be a very simple way of putting it but i think it's the truth i think for men um you know, we're, we're used to kind of making fools of ourselves a lot of the time. So I I guess we've gotten used to it over, over the generations. But um, I I think men, uh, you know, women are more self-conscious about not wanting to look foolish or feeling like they're um, overwhelmed with something. They're just more conscious of their feelings where men, you know, Hey, throw caution to win. If we look a little foolish or if we look a little stupid out in the golf course, um, that's just fodder for, for our buddies to, to tease us or rouse us about, uh, you know, at the 19th hole, where women have a much different approach to that. So it is very important, um, you know, when you're doing that. And again, I'm not, as you pointed out, we're not trying to 
to, to oversimplify the process, but I think that um, they are two different groups, and I think you have to handle them differently. And I think one of the problems that this industry, and Cindy, I, I think you would probably agree with this for a long time, is they were treating sort of both the same, and I don't think you can do that. W- would you agree with that, Cindy, and, and what are your thoughts on what uh, Gina uh, just talked about? I totally agree, and I think Gia's hit the nail on the head. And the, People want to be invited. They don't want to be intimidated, and their fear of embarrassment is typically huge. <clears throat> and women are, can be very, very catty and non, not welcoming. And I think a lot of women from private clubs that I've learned anyway, they're so clicky that if you don't have a friend to go with, you might feel like the outsider, and they're not really that warm and welcoming. So to have someone, you know, grab you by the hand and say, come on, let's go, we're going to have some fun, and we're going to do some other things along with just learning to play, I think that would, you know, that's got to be the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Though she, you know, I mean, Cindy said like warm. When you think warm, you know, I mean, like women, they do. They want to feel welcomed, and they want to feel, um, you know, that there's a collaboration. They don't want um, to feel like the outsider, like Cindy said. So, you know, if you can create a warm environment for the women, and I think that's, you know, we'll talk about it. But I think that's kind of what I, mm. why I started this business, is because I feel like. You know, I get to know these ladies a little bit. I get to know what's, understand what's in their headspace and get to understand, like, where they are. It's not just about, let's get on a lesson tee, let's do this, make, move, move this hand, do this, and make this, you know, make this backswing. It's really about, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What have you done? You know, have you played sports before? What's your, you know, what's your body history? It's, it's making them feel um, a little more warm fuzzy. So where they um, want to... Um, open up to you, and then they kind of open up to the game. And then they feel yeah. like you really can. If, if you're a woman who works and you have children <clears throat> and you have a house and a husband <clears throat> and all that, you don't need another pain in the butt. You need something that's <laughs> going to be fun. I mean, you don't need something that, oh, God, I don't even want to do this. It's painful. So you've got to make this welcoming and warm, as we said, and it's got to be fun. And they got to feel like it's a getaway rather than a torture chamber. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, now, you've uh, founded the Golf Experiences for Her. So tell us a little bit about, um, Gia, on that respect. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came about. How did you come up with the concept for, for that uh, business? Uh, and then also... Um, explain a little bit about some of the uh, different HER events that you uh, offer uh, through the programs. Well, I, um, I've been thinking about this business for years, actually, but I wasn't really, um, I think, in broad strokes, so it was kind of big at first, and I wasn't really sure how to <laughs> kind of bring it home and make it local. Um, so it took me a little while. And in the meantime, I got married, um, had babies, and I have these small babies now at home, and my priorities kind of shifted. I could no longer... Um, work at a golf club 60 hours a week. Um, I needed to kind of think outside the box and come up with something that worked in my life. And I think that's um, a challenge for a lot of women in the industry um, is uh, that there's, you know, certain certain jobs that are out there and you have to kind of fit in that. And if it doesn't work for you, you can't um, kind of stay in that job. So I, I went in another direction. Hamilton Farm has been awesome. They have worked with me and they've been um, so great with allowing me to create and do some cool stuff. So golf experiences for her um, came out of spending hours on the lesson tee um, working with men, women, and children, but women specifically understanding that they, um, they want more than just golf information. They want um, to have fun. They want, it was kind of like networking. I was kind of, you know, getting them to this trainer and I was sending them to this hairdresser and they were getting this massage from this masseuse. And um, so I was really kind of connecting a lot of um, the people I know. And then on top of that, I was able to tap into some of the, things that I'm more passionate about, which is cooking and um, wine and um, learning new things, trying new things. And I think that's important Mm -hmm. for women because we juggle um, so many things in our lives and uh, we put everybody else first. And uh, these days were created to give them a special, um, special opportunity to focus on them. So um, I do, I married a, a little bit of golf instruction. We sit down, we have a great breakfast, there's mimosas, um, and we talk. 
I talk to them for a good 30 minutes. Um, they talk to me most of the time, telling me about themselves, about um, their golfing, their histories, what they want to do. And then um, we work for a little bit. I do a great body assessment. Um, Mike Adams and E.A. Tischler, um, their biodynamics um, is, uh, models are amazing, and I've worked with them. And uh, so I, I, I give everybody an assessment, and I, I teach them that it's okay to be you. It's okay to swing like this. You, your body looks like this. It, it, your golf swing is not going to look like, like everybody else's. And they get comfortable, and their eyes kind of widen, and they're like, okay, cool, that I'm, it's good. Um, and then we do have a great lunch. I, I work with the chefs. We have a beautiful seasonal lunch, wine pairing. And then I bring in a great lifestyle expert. So I bring in a, a style concierge, somebody to work on our fashion, or um, I bring in a sommelier or a mixologist or a photographer to teach us cool things about our smartphone that all these young kids know about that we don't. So how to take a great right. selfie, how to right. take, make our, our pictures look really cool. Um, so right. and, they, and, and then I and then we and then gifts. Women love gifts. Like it's all about the details for women. So I make sure that they walk away with some really fabulous um, swag. And they um, they feel like somebody really paid attention to them, um, so it 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 makes them feel good, and it makes me feel good. I walk away from these days thinking, wow, you know, that was really great. So not only great for them, but I, you know, I felt really good about the day. So it it, it they're special. They're really great. <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah. threw off on you. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's perfect. That's that's exactly what we were looking for. Um, you know, gee, I think one of the things too that a lot of people misunderstand, and, and I think. It's not just in golf instructing, but you, you, you pointed out very eloquently in, in, uh, in what you just talked about. But I think that, you know, women are very good communicators, and they like to create a scenario where there's an opportunity to exchange information with one another. And it sounds mm-hmm. to me like what, you, what you're proposing here with, with your, your business is just that. It, again, it's not just about coming out learning how to play golf and and you know butting up with with other women to play golf but it's also an opportunity for women to exchange information and ideas and share things and just have a, a social event if you will uh even if it's only a couple of hours long and i think that this is something that the industry as a whole needs to realize that again they can't just put everybody in the same box and men are entirely different we can go out and just play you know, three, four hours or whatever it happens to be, a round of golf or even just play a quick nine and we're, we're quite content. Um, most women are not going to uh, do that uh, on, on a regular basis. They're just not. And I think that for the industry to, to sort of focus solely on that is a big mistake. Um, Cindy, I know that uh, you also work with a, a lot of juniors, uh, which is also something else that's important to women as well. Women like to um, you know, follow what their kids are doing and things like that. So what's been some of the feedback, Cindy, that you've had from parents with some of the juniors they have, um, and how has that helped them get more interested in the game uh, as well? That was that was for you, Cindy. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll make the short version then. I was going um, through the I was saying is, Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Cindy's on the road here, so we have to apologize. Yeah, don't want any, definitely don't want any accidents. Um, no, basically what I was saying is, you know, very quickly was, you know, Gina talked about, um, you know, the importance of, of really creating an event uh, for women and not just about instruction or just about playing golf. And my question to you, Cindy, was I know that you also work with a lot of juniors uh, as well as, as regular golfers. And I, what some of the feedback that, that the, the women give you, the, the mothers give you that, uh, of the children that you're working with, and how do you sort of use that to get the women more involved in, in out there playing golf as well by, um, you know, working with their kids? You know, I really don't even try to do that. I just show the kids, you know, the kids need to have fun. And I am a little strange, which most of our viewers or listeners know, and I'm really trying to just speak to the kids within their own personality style, just like Gia said. Our customers are the most important things. And when you make them feel important and you really pay attention to them, it's different because most golf pros, I hate to say it, don't do that. And, and so when you pay attention to them, 
they know that you care. And when you care, they're going to enjoy themselves more. And that's what I think the biggest issue is here. And Gia is listening to the customer, and she's giving them what they're asking for. And that's, you know, end of story right there. There you go. So I I commend you for starting this. I think it's a great idea. And I'm trying to figure out how I can bring you to Buffalo. We'll have a big dash (laughs) up here. Um, Because I think it's totally, it's so important. And it's not how they hit the ball. It's whether or not they enjoy themselves. It's true. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I think talking- Gia, and, and I'm sure you. Yeah, I think you'd probably agree with this as well. I think that women are less concerned about the the quest for the perfect golf swing as they are about having an enjoyable experience. Is that a fair assessment? Do you think? Yeah, you obviously you have those women that are, are competitive and that you know are more students sure. of the game and that maybe played in college or you have it. That's a totally different group. But you know this group of women, you know, and you can even go the business direction. Like you were talking about, you mm. know, tr- you know. Um, exchanging information, like you know, what I'm what I'm hoping is that you know, law firms think about all these you know these lawyers and their clients. They want trust. They want things to networking. They want to know, um, get to know their clients. So this is a great opportunity in an in an environment totally outside of their element, where they can get to know each other on so many different levels, um, and yeah, and and they get to you know not be so worried about you know hitting a golf ball. You know, it's it's definitely a, a less intimidating, intimidating way to approach it. What would you say, Gia, is uh, um, because obviously you do listen very well to your customers. Not what are some of the biggest complaints that women have said to you? Um, not about obviously what you're doing, but um, when they go to a golf course, especially maybe for the first time, um, you know, there's a certain amount of uneasiness. They don't know what to expect. What's some of the, the more common complaints that you hear um, that maybe could benefit some of our professionals that are listening to the show as well? It's not just uh, students that are listening, but other golf our fellow golf professionals that we could take away from that. What are some of the complaints that they're getting on how they feel in their first impressions coming into a golf environment? I think customer service is is always number one. And when you go to the top you know, resorts and top country clubs, the customer service is, is beyond ridiculous. They train their staff. They have, you know, in, they have, uh, you know, things in their ears and they're running around and they're, they're making sure that everybody's name is known. With these ladies, when they come in, you walk them to the locker room. You, um, you make sure you don't tell them where it is. You walk them there. You, you really go out of your way. Um, you know, you make sure, like, I, if I have a, a new woman coming to me, I can either send an email or call them and, and let them know that we're a non-tipping golf club. Here's what happens when you get to the gate. Here's what happens when you get to the yeah. valet. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to take your bag. You're going to go inside. There's a concierge. You know, they – and, I, again, it's not, it's not dumbing it down by no means, but it's making them feel no. warm, welcome, and just, you know – opening it up. And I, I do, I think that some of the guys that they're and, and women that they're bringing in um, really need to be trained properly, answering the phones, you know, knowing what to say, yeah. knowing how to say it politely, please. And thank you. I, you know, I have young children now. They took a, my daughter's taking, was taking ballet lessons um, from a young woman. She was probably 26, 27 years old. She never would say please and thank you to the children. And I'm like, yeah. you know, it was, you know, please go here. would be move here, do this. It's the same thing. You know, you want – it's a total reflection on, on everything. So you want to really be speaking um, to whomever it is, the men or women, but making them feel that, you know, you know, what can I do? Just going above and beyond, and it takes two seconds. It is so simple, but it's not done enough. You know, Absolutely. Gia, you raise a very – yeah, you raise a very interesting point. And, Cindy, I know that you'll concur with this as well. Um, and it goes back to what you said earlier about the attention to detail – um, but that's a very valid point that you just raised. There's a lot of people, and it's not just women, but men as well. But you know, those new to the golf business or, or to golf in general, um, you know, they really don't know what to expect. And they get there, they don't know, you know, like you talked about tipping and you know what to do with the, your golf bag, and you just sort of drop it off or throw it out of the trunk, or does somebody take it? You know, just these little things, this attention to detail can make an experience, um, you know, a, a whole uh, different, uh, you know, kettle of fish, if you will. And I think that this is something as well 
that as professionals that we need to let our students know is what to expect when they pull up to the door. And um, we need to make sure that it's consistent as well for everybody. It's not just, you know, for some and not for others, because that, uh, you know, sells a lot as well. So um, are those things that you try to do in your programs as well? Um, yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, we, you know, I definitely want to make sure that they're knowing what's going on and, and uh, you know, giving good explanation and description. And um, is that what you were looking for? I'm trying to feel, feel, feel that question yes. out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I you just know. wanted is basically do you help them with, with sort of just the, the, the simple things, you know, when they arrive at the, the golf facility, what they should be expecting and, and oh, what they should and should not do. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's I go perfect. so far as I send I send them um whoever comes to my um golf experiences, I send them a pre event questionnaire. Um and again, this has been so organic, I'm still kind of um, you know, working on it, but I send them a a, a questionnaire ahead of time and I find out what are their favorite um colors, what do they like to eat, do they have food allergies, do they have you know, and these are you know, really specific. What what are their goals for the day? Um, do they have any body limitations? Uh, you know, just some basic questions. I have them answer them simply, so I have a um, a little, you know, a little something to work off of. And then I make sure if they um, love chocolate, there's going to be something offered chocolate for lunch. If they um, have a food allergy, I'm going to make sure the chef knows um, that we can't serve something like this. And those are things that country clubs or golf clubs that can be doing as well. You you need to know your members. You need to know your customers. You need you really um, should have this stuff on file. Because when Mr. Smith walks in the door and, and he, you know he likes bullet bourbon, you better have bullet bourbon behind the bar. Right. So, Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's I think a great details. point. I think, yeah, I think the details are key. I Sorry. think people walk away. I think the details are really key. I think people walk away, you know, I, I want them obviously on my lesson key and, and learning something um, good about themselves and about the game. But um, I think they walk away feeling like they were wanted at the club and that's how you're going to retain members and that's how you're going to bring the members wives over and that's how they're going to become you know family um memberships and that's how you're going to get upgrades you know there's a lot to it and you you really need to be be knowing you know knowing who you're working with Gia, how can uh, the folks that are listening to the show, uh, we've got to wrap it up, unfortunately, but uh, mm-hmm. how can the folks, if they want to learn more about that, where can they go? Is there a website that they can visit to, to learn more about that and learn more about you in general? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm at Hamilton Farm in Gladstone, New Jersey. Uh, my website is golfexperiencesforher.com, and uh, I have, I'm, I'm open to going to other golf clubs where I can um, work with um, the professional staff there and their F&B um, and uh, they're welcome to come to Hamilton Farm. It just depends on the situation. And obviously, Hamilton Farm's private and, and very special, and um, so it's situational. Um, but uh, I'd be more than happy to um, uh, get in contact with anyone. My um, email and information is on the website. And um, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate Thank you, you so joining much. us this morning and, and sharing that with us. And, Gia, you're welcome to come back anytime. Uh, we'd love to have you again to uh, discuss things a little bit further. And, and um, you know, again, very quickly, the website, uh, Gia, just for those that uh, um, want to get in touch with you or maybe learn a little bit more. Sure. It's uh, golfexperiencesforher.com. And, Perfect. Um, yeah. Thanks, Cindy. I'm oh, sorry you didn't get oh, into the tournament, Cindy. Oh, that's okay. Live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, honey. She, she, I'm going to get in touch she with you. She had funny. Please. All right. Yeah, thank you, Gia, very much for, for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf. We appreciate it very much. And uh, much continued success. It sounds like you've got a great uh, a great business model there. And, I'm, you know, any way that we can do things in this industry to help grow the game and get more people that normally wouldn't show up at the doors, uh, I think is a great thing. So uh, job well done. For sure. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, Cindy, you know, just uh, just so many areas of, of golf that I think that still um, there's always room for improvement. You know, we've talked about this before on the show, um, and that's not to, you know, meant as a criticism to say that they're not doing it, but I think that anything that we can do to make the experience more enjoyable, especially in this day and age where there's so many other draws on people's time, 
um, and so many other things taking people's attention. We have to step up our game, if you will, and not just on the instructional side. So uh, every, everywhere around. So uh, Cindy, I know that you're you're traveling and and on the road. So um, and we've got to wrap it up anyways. But um, we will be back here next week, Cindy and I, uh, here on BlogTalkRadio.com's Women of Golf. And we enjoyed having you this morning and our very special guest uh, Gia. And we'll have another great guest next week. And uh, Cindy, uh, good luck this week. And um, I know you've got to back to the grindstone, if you will. But uh, anyways, uh, glad uh, that you had an, an enjoyable experience at French Lick. And uh, I know you'll, you'll uh, do even better next year. Thanks, Ted. Have a great week. All right. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you next week here on the Women of Golf.